right. Welcome back to the Cheeky Crypto Podcast with your hosts, Mike Imran and Joey. And today, our special guest, Adam Bergman, is joining us. Many thanks for listening in, liking, and subscribing. If you haven't done either of those, do us a favor and smash that like and subscribe button. We really do appreciate it. If you haven't joined the Discord or Patreon, link is in the description down below. Fantastic community, talking crypto 24-7. You won't be disappointed, I promise. Now, let's get into some crypto talk. Boys, how are we doing today? I'm good, Mikey. I'm good. How are you, mate? I'm good, brother. I'm good. Joey, how you doing? Yeah, I had an interesting day at work. It was a bit of a strange one, but I'm okay. I had a nice afternoon off. But yeah, great to be back on the podcast after missing it the last couple of days. And great to be here with a special guest, Adam Bergman. Adam, how are you doing? Oh, man, I'm doing excellent. Market started recovering a little bit. I did like 47 videos by the time this podcast came on. So, so happy to be here. But seriously, guys, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to speak to you guys. We're going to shoot the shit. Love it. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for you to be here. I, I have been, I, I caught up on some of your YouTubes today, man, and your brain just, it hurts my brain with how much economic knowledge you have. And so I was, I, I was excited today to do this. Uh, actually, it's funny. I sat down with my mom today and I was like, mom, we're interviewing this guy today. Come take a look at some of his videos. And we're sitting there, we're listening to the video. And she's like, you have to interview that guy. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to, I said, yeah, I'm going to attempt to interview him. Yes, absolutely. He's just going to talk to us. We're going to shoot the shit like the boys do. But, you know, I think it's great that, you know, your background and, you know, kind of what you told us and our viewers are going to get a chance to kind of hear about you. Uh, I think it's just going to be great. It's going to be a good episode, but, uh, yeah, the market, you know, boys, I mean, are, how are we feeling today about the market? Adam, you want to start? How are you feeling about the market today? Yeah, man. Uh, crypto market, stock market, or real estate market? Shit, you pick one, brother. <laughs> uh, so I, I feel pretty good. I think that we are on our second turn of the economic downturn. So I don't want to say that we reached a the bottom, but I want to see that we're reaching the bottom-ish. And I honestly think not financial advice that we have around four to 10 months longer of an economic downturn. Um, now, the recovery from that economic downturn can be a lot longer, but I do think that we're reaching our you know, second half of the downturn. And I'm glad that some of the stocks were able to recover earlier today, like um, in the morning they were negative. Now they're green. I don't exactly know why they're green. I would like to research after the video. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, I like to know why it happened. In terms of crypto, I'm super happy that Bitcoin is holding the $19,000 level. Uh, all eyes are on Celsius Network, on Voyager. And um, if, if and maybe KuCoin gets into the same problems as, as the other ones are having. And uh, real estate, people are running to buy properties before the mortgage rates are going to go up. So I think we're going to have a nice boom for the next three months or so. And then it's going to be a bit of a correction. Uh, so that's my opinions. Yeah. Yeah. Joey, Imran, what's your, what's your guys take on kind of what's going on this week with Bitcoin and kind of where oh. we're at in the market right now? Imran, go ahead. Bitcoin just broke 20,000, right? Just, just went over 20,000. So is we expect it to come down. So this is just a, you know, I'd, I'd call it a fake pump, little relief and off we go down soon. So yes. hammer time, baby, hammer time. <laughs> Joey? So yeah, we, we all know what's going to happen. Go on, Joey. Yeah, just following the TA and just, just the basics, following Nick's TA. Um, obviously this 20,000, I'm just pulling it up now, 20,478 is kind of a key number. It'll be interesting if we, to, if we had to take that high out. However, if we dive down now, you know, following XTA, we're, we're, on, we're on the waves down, right? So it's, it's interesting. It's actually not often we're on the podcast. We've got a kind of live key numbers happening, but yeah, it's happening in a minute. <laughs> yeah. But uh, 
Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Adam. I was going to say, do you guys, okay, let me ask you, do you for sure, like I'm talking about, like you can't, I can't say 100%, but are you like 99% feeling that Bitcoin's going to drop like to 15 or 10 or whatever? Or do you feel like maybe 60, 40? Yes, but there's a possibility it's not. It's This is like the key support levels is going to go up. 100 bucks. 100 bucks, we're going around 16 to 15. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I... I, I will I will say that I, I think we'll go down to like 15 and a half, 16K. That's 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 where I'm, you know, I, I follow Nick's TA to a to a T. Um I, I I think the macro side, I think CPI numbers are not gonna be good. I think there's gonna be a huge drop coming at the end of this month. Um uh, but it'll be interesting to see. I don't know, Joey, what's your thoughts? I think that we will end up down there. I'm always more skeptical about how high you go back first. I always think that the volatility can be a bit more brutal. So sometimes I think it's just a, it's a bit hopeful and wishful to think that you just go down or go up in straight lines, right? And then sometimes, you know, you can, you can trap more people in both directions because that, that's what the market likes to do at the end of the day. Yeah, Adam, right. you, seem, you, seemed, uh, you seem like you don't, you don't look at that. Give, give me a, uh, let so me hear your I thoughts. First of all, I'll take the bet and the bet will be like, if, if you want, we'll do $100 worth of Bitcoin. If Bitcoin goes to 15,000 or lower by the end of this year, so the bet will be until the end of this year. So December 31st, 2022, uh, I owe you 100 Bitcoin. But if it does not hit 15, so even if it goes $15,001, I'm still ahead. If it goes 15 or lower, you win until the end of the year. Done. I'll take that bet. All right, Done. cool. Nice, 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 nice. <laughs> I like um, it. Love it. So I honestly don't know, and I don't assume to be a genius that does know. I'm not uh, Carl to the moon that changes his mind every other, <laughs> every other, every other minute. Um, with the, it's gonna go up. <laughs> but, uh, but in reality, there's a, there's a battle right now. You know, you could call it good or evil, and we're kind of like the people in the middle, but there, there really is a battle right now. I'll tell you the, the bull case scenario that I'm thinking. If Celsius pulls out of this, if Voyager pulls out of this, it's not hitting 15,000. Like if there's going to be an announcement that uh, Sam from FTX is going to be investing, or let's say uh, a CZ is going to come, or Peter Thiel from Pantera Capital is going to, is going to buy out uh, Voyager, they're going to be like, yeah, here, here's, here's half a billion and we're going to get you out of the situation. Things like that are going to make the price go up. Um, why? If not, then you win that 15,000 easy, easy, because they have billions and billions of dollars of assets that right now, if they get liquidated, they're going to put it on the market. There's nobody buying up these assets. So if the market is flooded with assets, the supply is going to outweigh the demand. And if that happens, obviously the price goes down. However, if that does not happen and the reverse happens with a nice bailout, I'm, not, I'm going to call Uncle Sam. Sam Bankman-Fried is Uncle Sam for me right now. <laughs> yeah, he's he's like, when I say it in videos, people are like, the United States government is not going to back up crypto. I'm like, bro, that's not who I'm talking about. You right. know? And right. if he gets us out or even CZ, right? If CZ, you know, th those guys are worth tens of billions of dollars. If they come out and bail us out, it's going to be a lot of market positivity. And I believe the price can go up and we're going to start getting some regulations after this. And the regulations can be a good thing because the public will see, they'll be like, hmm, now we actually want regulations because of what's happening with crypto. That's my I think your I think your only savior is Sam, Sam Bankman Fried, though. I don't yeah. think C, I thought CZ has come out and said he's not here to rescue anybody. Like he Fair don't enough. You know what I mean? He's like he's buying. I, I, 
he's buying into projects, but he's not going to be saving these ones. You think you do? Do you guys honestly think that CZ is going to come in and save Voyager? I'm not sure about Voyager. I think Celsius are going to pull through this because their liquidation prices now is under five thousand well, yeah, dollars. Yeah, they. I think I think they're to lower not going to. I, I'm actually sleeping quite well now because you know I'm as you all know I'm heavily invested in there, so I, I don't think they yeah I don't I think Celsius are, are th you know across the line, Voyager, Vold, and a few others that you know probably could come up. We, we you know, let's see how that plays out, but they're not well, that big for them you know to make a huge you know effect in the market in my opinion. Well, something came out about Vold today that Nexo's considering buying Vold. Yeah. So Nexos are the biggest trolls in the world. They're so <laughs> awesome. When this shit started happening with Celsius, they put up an offer. They're like, this offer is only good until June 30th. If you don't accept, like, we're, we're out. And it was the funniest thing because they're clickbaiting. They're basically pu pulling a yep. Carl to the moon on, on Celsius because now your name is associated with Celsius. So it's so funny. So now they're doing the same thing with Vold. And I'm pretty sure they're going to say, whoever's next, they're going to say the same thing. It's genius. It's freaking genius. Yeah. That's a pretty good way. Yeah. It's like mark. It. It's like marketing in a way. It's like they're marketing. On, like it's it's actually kind of brilliant now that you bring it up that way. That's it's kind of smart. They have they have no intentions of buying it. So they're doing they're killing two birds with one stone. Number one, they're clickbaiting them without having to clickbait because whoever's talking about them, half of them are talking about Nexus. Like I've done it. I talked about the Nexus deal. And number two, they're they're showing strength by saying, hey, we're willing to buy somebody. So now now if you're invested in Nexus, you're like, Nexus is like literally buying. Why is nobody worried about FTX? Because Sam is bailing everybody out. Nobody's even blinking an eye about FTX. Meanwhile, they're giving some crazy freaking products, right? But nobody's batting an eye because they are strong. Same thing what Nexus is trying to do, smart. Yeah. You think Sam bankman fried is going to come in and save, save all these things that they continue to say he's going to save though? Eventually you run out of money, right? <laughs> Uh, maybe yes, maybe no. Or is so, he really worth billions and billions and billions and billions? So it's reported that he's worth 22 billion. FTX, uh, FTX valuation is at 30 billion. And the funny thing is these rich people, they can borrow against their assets without actually having to sell the same way how we're borrowing, you know, 50 bucks and a hundred dollars of Bitcoin, whatever he can borrow against equity of, uh, of FTX, the same thing, Tesla, right? So Elon borrowed like $4 yeah. billion worth of equity. Elon borrowed $4 billion worth of equity against his company without him having to put anything up. So sure. he can borrow more money. Uh, that's one. And is he going to bail all these companies out? But let's think about this from a smart point of view. He owns 11% of Voyager. I believe he owns 9% of Robinhood. He owns Almeida Ventures. He owns FTX. He owns FTX US. And he's invested in many other products. So a lot of people don't know that. Yeah, a lot of money. Dude's so, balling, yo. <laughs> he's balling. balling. <laughs> and and I think he said he's gonna he's gonna put up a billion dollars for the next democratic election. Like he wants to have the president's heir. It's freaking insane. So yeah, he he can buy them out and and people will lend him money because people are looking, where can we put money into? Right. right. So people yeah. are back. Yeah. Good point. That's right. really that's a really interesting point. Like, I mean, I've, you've covered obviously SBF absolutely superbly there for us, Adam. I think you've we've all learned a thing or two there. Just one for our viewers then that I think they're dying to know is how, how did you how did you start in crypto? Let, for us. Oh, good good question. Thank you for asking. So the year was like uh, I think seventeen. I started buying Bitcoin. Uh, 
around the price of, I would like to say around 10,000, something like this. And I was buying a product called GBTC, which is Grayscale Investment Trust. And it was a, it was a traded stock. It's like an ETF for anybody that wants to know, but it trades at a premium and a discount to the underlying assets. Um, and at the time, nobody could buy Bitcoin on Coinbase because it took you like two weeks to get registered and there was a huge backlog. So I invested $100,000 and in exactly one month, I made 100,000. So my 100 became 200. Wow. I, I thought I was a genius, Joe. I was like, yeah. F everything. I was like, I'm going to be a freaking millionaire. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I know what's coming. <laughs> yeah. Interestingly enough, I sold out at 19,000, right? I sold that at the top. I was, I, I saw it coming, but I bought back at 12,000. I didn't realize that it's going to go to three, right? How, yeah. I thought I made a genius move. I sold at 19, I bought in at like nine or 10. Bought back at 12. I thought I was a genius. Well, I made a very, very, you know, good lesson over there. I also happened to buy Bitcoin at the time, like physical Bitcoin and physical Ethereum. Uh, not too much. At the time, I think I bought like one Bitcoin and a few, like five Ethereum. It was not, but it wasn't like dirt cheap. Bitcoin was like five grand, I think, something like that I bought it for. And Ethereum was like, between five and a hundred, five hundred and thousand dollars at the time, and yeah. that's pretty much my story. Recently, when everything was going up, I didn't realize. I look at my account, and I have like twenty-five k in one account, and I have like thirty k in another account, and I'm like, where the hell did this money come from? Because I didn't sell it; I just left Bitcoin as is. Ah, uh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Imran, you got started around uh, roughly about that same time, right? 2015. Like 2015. Yeah. 2015. Wow. Um, nice. I've been around for quite some time, but um, I was never really into it. It was more just throwing money at it. I didn't really care what the price was. I just knew I believed in it. I thought just throw the money at it, just keep throwing it, throwing it. Like you got a sky dweller on right now, 326934 Black Dial. Yeah. I'm the watch king. Voice of Black. Nice, yeah. nice. <laughs> I, I, I am the watch and diamond king. So, nice. you know, that, that, that was where it all began for me, right? So, um, cool. and then it went into crypto money, all the profits slowly just putting them into crypto. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even, I just buying them and didn't really bother checking them. Just kept hodling on. So I've been around, you know, a real roller coaster. I've seen my wallet worth millions come down to hundreds of thousands and going, what the hell? So I stopped looking at it for many, many months. I just stopped looking at it. And, um, I'm here today. <laughs> he's a, Man. he's a true DJ. <laughs> just kept going. That's just kept going. That's a cool story, man. And, and I, I, I think we're all the same story, right? You just put money into something. You see everyone's making money. And I remember telling a person, Bitcoin does not go down. It only goes up. And the person that, like, <laughs> and the person that told me about that, he's like, what are you talking about? Of course it goes down. And he was telling me like the bear markets, like how there was a bear market in like 12 and, and like 14. And, and I didn't understand anything back then. And uh, which leads me to this crazy journey of crypto right here. And DeFi so and Shmefi. So Adam, is that how you started your YouTube channel then? Is that where it all began for crypto? Was it for real estate? How did you start your channels? Tell everyone. So uh, I, I, I started a channel because somebody kind of like dared me to it. And I'm like, ah, oh, these, these, so my problem is this, look, so I'll, I'll, I'll give you guys an example. So it's, it's not a show off. So this guy has a great eye. He knows what this watch is. Somebody has a watch like this. You know what it means already. It doesn't mean that you're rich. It means that you did something right in your life, especially I bought a retail. I got a few of these watches. So when I wear watches like this, it means that I did okay in some way, shape, or form. Um, and I have these YouTubers now that are talking so much shit that all these YouTubers are financial YouTubers. Meanwhile, 
They're literally buying their first home with money that they made on YouTube. They're investing into crypto with money they made on YouTube. They're talking to you about investments, but they never actually made a freaking dollar in their life unless you're paying them. You guys are watching videos, so right. you guys are paying them. And I'm like, hold on a second. I can talk about this stuff. And I made my first video as, as a kind of a joke. We all laughed about it. And I'm like, ah, you know what? Let me keep going. But by me doing these videos, it allows me to step my game up because I'm learning tremendously. I don't, I don't act like I know everything. And that's how it all started. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, I mean, I, I jumped on the, I jumped on there today and uh, man, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. It's, it's eye opening stuff too. Cause I, I think you're not scared to call things out. You say it how it is. And I think uh, all of our viewers, I mean, you guys should definitely check out his YouTube. I, I know it's more than one. I think it's just some good information that 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 you put out there. So, mad respect for for doing the YouTube game. You Thank know, you so three, much. The three of us have been doing this podcast game now for I think three weeks, and man, it's kicking our ass. Not gonna lie, but it's fun to Who's do. Whose idea? Whose idea? How did oh, how did you guys start? Honestly, Adam, the, I'll tell you how it began. Right? Yeah. We, go we, ahead. we actually all started cheeky crypto. We all started last year together. Okay. Okay. In January, so. Uh, it was really quiet on the AMAs after the AMA. Everyone was just quiet. We would come on the live chat and it felt like we were doing something wrong. We all got talking. The whole community just got involved. And we said, look, let's just DJ and create our own podcast. Nick and Chris gave us the platform. That's, That's awesome. exactly what yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. I remember being the at the end of the AMA. At the end of the AMA, I just am a big mouth, right? Like I just, <laughs> I say, I say what I want to say. And, you know, ever since then, the three of us just kind of been like, doing our thing, man. And just finally we're like, you know what? I don't feel like there's enough podcasts out there that, you know, obviously people are bringing news, but they're not, we, we got a little swag, I think. And people, people enjoy our banter back and forth too. So I, I, I've enjoyed it. I, I think it's fun, uh, but it's great. But uh, so Adam, I, I did have a question because, because when yeah. I went on your YouTube, you talk about a lot of different projects, right? Yeah. What are, what, give me three of your favorite projects and why. Sure. Um, my absolute favorite crypto project right now is going to be between Bitcoin and Algorand. I'm probably going to have to pick Algorand. But if I was investing and I wanted the most solid, safest investment as a newbie, I probably would pick Bitcoin over anything else. Algorand, I'm super bullish at because... So Algorand is really meshing CFI and DeFi, and they're really taking TradFi and switching it. For anybody that doesn't know CFI, centralized finance, DeFi, decentralized finance, TradFi is traditional finance. Why do I say that? Um, Algorand has been around since 2019. Their, their, their founder is a guy called Silvio Micali. He's basically the OG crypto grandfather that nobody knows about. He's been in crypto when I was born, 1983. He won an award called Turing Award. The Turing Award is literally an encryption. It was him and his partner, a female. I forgot her name off the top of my head. And she never gets as much credit as him because obviously he's he. And he created a lot of different concepts like zero knowledge proofs. And he created the backbone that a lot of blockchains are using right now. He then created Algorand. And what I really like about Algorand is recently they hired a new CEO called Stacey Warden. Stacey Warden was an ex C-level executive at J.P. Morgan Chase, but not only that, she worked for NASDAQ and she also worked for the Treasury, and she's also on many different boards right now, like Harvard and things like that. So you have Sylvia McCalley, who's a genius, who literally invented half of the things or contributed to the half of the things that are currently on blockchains. And if you listen to Charles Hoskinson of Cardano, 
he gives him as much credit as possible. He's when somebody says tries to compare, Charles never downplays Algorand. He's like Silvio literally created this. So Charles will say that. So shout out to Charles. Wow, I never um, knew that. Yeah, Charles Hoskinson himself, like, because Charles is is on the next level. He's a genius too. And he'll start talking some some weird shit, and somebody will be like, uh, and he'll be like, you need to do this or this, and they'll and somebody will be like, like Algorand, and he's like, well, yeah, the owner, of, the creator of Algorand is the one that created the concept. Like he'll say something like that, and and so that's one thing. So they hire Stacy Warden. They just hire a guy called Eric Rags. He's now uh, in charge of business development of Algorand. He's also C level executive at J.P. Morgan Chase. I think he has like ten years experience over there. So now they're taking the traditional finance people. That can open up the door. Why? Why do you hire? Why do you hire executives? What's the point of it? Just they have the keys that open up the doors. They give you opportunities. Right. Yep. Algorand has, in my personal opinion, maybe not the best technology in every single category, but if you put everything together, they have the best total package. For example, transactions per second. They currently do around twelve hundred transactions per second. By the end of the month, they're getting an upgrade to six thousand transactions per second. Although I call it out, they should have had 10,000 and I'm not too happy with it, but I'll take 6,000. At the end, they're going to have, <laughs> listen, I got to be honest with it, you know, and at the end, they're going to have 45,000. So people are like, oh, Adam, 6,000 ain't shit. And it's all just numbers because the, the total transactions per second right now of any blockchain, it's so minimal. But if you take Visa and you take MasterCard and you take Amax, they all process between 1,300 and 1,700 transactions per second. If you take three of them together, and Algorand can do 6,000, they basically cover all transactions of, out of all three major credit cards. So 6,000 is more than enough. They're making a deal right now with FIFA where they're going to be strategic partners with FIFA. And there's going to be a lot of eyes and a lot of airs on them. But it's not just they're going to sponsor FIFA or FIFA is going to sponsor them. They're actually going to be a strategic partner where they're going to try to bring them on the blockchain a lot of like NFT type of things, obviously. Besides for this, the price of Algorand is 0.001 Algorand to use. So if you use Algorand all day, nonstop, from morning till night, I think I did the math on, on Cheeky Crypto's video. I think it's yeah. like $28 to use, to use the Algorand. I'm talking about 86,400 transactions, which is one second for 24 hours total. So the cost that they're doing 24 hours is less than the cost of almost any blockchain right now, right? And now they're hiring all these C-level executives that are able to open up the door and they have some massive deals. Uh, they're about to work with Nigeria. If I talk too much, just let me know. And I know I talk. Oh, it's cool. I think the viewers are loving it. I think the viewers are loving it. And I'm sitting here like I'm taking notes and like... <laughs> Cool, cool. So Ni Nigerian government right now, so there's a huge, and no disrespect to anybody from Nigeria, but a lot of people from, the, from that area will bring it up themselves. There's huge theft going on. So it's not the person that has the most talent that gets ahead. It's the person that has the enough connections to take somebody's talent to prosper. So they want to bring 200 million Nigerians and they want to bring intellectual property rights to the blockchain. And they're doing this in coordination with... Uh, I forgot the organization. It's called like African Development something. I forgot the name of the organization with the actual Nigerian government, which is huge because the Nigerian government, most governments are corrupt in the world. I'm not just talking about Nigeria. I'm talking about in general. So for the fact that the Nigerian government's like, you know what, we're cool with that. And they have like a three-year pilot program where they're going to be doing this. Could you imagine that they're actually going to do this and 
the intellectual property is not just you as an artist, right? All of us in the process of intellectual property have something to do. So if, if one of us writes a song, one of us has to produce the song, one of us has to deliver the song, one of us has to distribute the song, everybody in the entire process will get paid automatically through the blockchain. Now, they're not just going to pay you an algorithm. They're going to hire subsidiaries that actually do the specific part in the industry right now, and they're going to make auto conversions that's going to make your life super simple. So you're not even, you don't even know that you're using algorithm, that you're on the algorithm rails. Algorand's also used in El Salvador, so people don't give them any credit. The Chivo wallet in El Salvador, Bitcoin, yes, it's on the Bitcoin network, but the audits that are done by the government and the audits that are done by the mega corporations, because look, if me and you are transacting through Bitcoin, you have to audit that, right? You have to know in real time what's happening. Impossible in real time because Bitcoin takes 10 minutes to prove something. They're proving so it. Why do you think Algorand is not heavily talked about amongst YouTube? And is it, it's just because it's not a sexy project. It's not like, I just don't, Okay, you're talking about Algorand right now. I, I, the only time I've ever really like thought about Algorand is when Joey brought it up and said Algorand's price is X, Y, and Z. So you're teaching me right now about Algorand and why I might actually build a position in Algorand because you're blowing my mind. But <laughs> why, why do you think most people are not getting involved with Algorand? Why is it not top five? Okay, two reasons. And I'll give you the answer of how we're fixing it. Number one, it was not sexy at all. Nobody gives an F about Algorand. It just was never a sexy blockchain. And number two, they never had a, anybody who's uh, an evangelist for it. They never had like a champion. We now have Stacey Warden. She only came on board in January. She's an absolute gangster. She's answering people on Twitter. She's meeting up with people. She's doing interview to regular Joe Schmoles, like me and you guys. Like she'll do interviews with people. And she has the connections that can open up a lot of doors. And now they're signing up a lot of new projects. They're signing up a lot of new development. And this is what I think is going to happen. But when we have FIFA, when we're going to have this Nigerian connection, they bought Napster and... They had a, uh, I think it's three, 300 million Algorand fund at the time. So Algorand is actually paying and fueling the development of Algorand right now. Um, and they use a language called Teal and Pytheal, which they now have another language called Reach. Those languages are much more difficult than the typical Solidity language that I believe Avalanche uses Solidity, Binance, Ethereum, all those. So people don't want to develop on it. They're changing this right now. Um, and this is why Algorand's going to build up, in my personal opinion. That's why it's like a diamond in the rough. That's what I was going to ask you. Is it a diamond in the rough? And uh, Oh, yeah. Is it your biggest bag? Uh, yeah, right now, Algorand is my biggest bag. Uh, I also consolidated a lot of my plays. Um, I'm really also feeling HBAR right now, Hadera. And I'm oh, feeling Joey boy. <laughs> yeah. I'm 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 feeling Hadara for a totally different situation. If I were to put a and Hadara is interesting. Hadara has Hadara uh, hashgraph. So they don't use they don't use blockchain. They use something called DAG, which stands for a direct cyclic graph. Both a DAG and a blockchain as a form of DLT, which stands for digital ledger technology or distributed ledger technology. Um Hadara is actually cheaper than Algorand to use, 
but there's a lot of comparisons, but there's a board in Hedera. The board is going to be council members. There's going to be a total of 39. Right now there's 25. Some of the people on the council members are uh, Google, Boeing, T-Mobile, LG. I think that's going to be the commercial grade uh, DAG, commercial grade blockchain, yeah. not being a blockchain, but the commercial grade blockchain of these companies. That's what I think is going to happen. And I think a stock that I hold called Palantir is going to somehow connect into this in the future. And I just want to, I just want a piece of your portfolio, just like <laughs> just a, a piece of your knowledge. Okay. So, so you gave us Bitcoin, you gave us algo, you gave us H bar other than Bitcoin. Give me one more altcoin that, that you love and you think is a sleeping giant. Um, you like V chain? No, I don't know much about it. I don't dislike it. I don't know enough about it to speak, so I can't comment. I know what it sure. stands for. I know the, the. I probably know more than most people about it, but it's still not enough for me to make a decision. So I don't know much about it. Right. Um, I really, really like Polkadot a lot. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Polkadot. If you wanna, if you wanna think about technologies, I believe Polkadot, Cosmos, and there's one other chain that blows my mind right now so those three essentially are the only ones that are doing a completely different technology while most people build blockchains and allow you to build smart contracts which are cool they're literally building instead of a layer one a layer zero hub that connects into the hub and every hub becomes its own blockchain so they're allowing you to build a blockchain as easily as you can build a smart contract on another blockchain yeah which is pretty, pretty dope. So I would put Polkadot over there 100%. And Polkadot is invented by a guy called Dr. Gavin Wood. Dr. Gavin Wood is also the inventor of a little language we call Solidity, who also happens to be one of the <laughs> co-founders, one of the co-founders of Ethereum with a guy called Charles Hoskinson and a guy called Vitaly Buterin in 2015. Interesting, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dot, Polkadot's been talked about quite a bit on the discord. Actually, Chris, uh, Chris is starting to build a position in Polkadot here as, you know, where we believe it's going to continue to go down. You know, we're kind of waiting for this bottom of the bear market. I, I want to build a position in Polkadot. I definitely don't know as much as um, I need to know in Polkadot. Algorand, you're you're kind of blowing my mind a little bit. I'm actually kind of, I might I might take another look at Algorand just, just from a long-term perspective, more of a long-term hold. Getting involved with Algorand, I mean, the price of it's just ridiculous right now. How cheap! I'll it give is. you, I'll give you something cool too that people don't know about, and why right now is such a great time to get into Algorand because they're fixing a problem. So whenever you're doing investments, you like road bumps. So right now, Tesla is going to underdeliver in cars, right? They're going to deliver 250,000 uh, produced and delivered cars when last quarter was like 308, and the quarter before that 305. Right. Why did the road bump come? COVID, Shanghai factory closed down. Great. So now you see a road bump. Is it long-term or not? It's not. Great buying opportunity. So now I like road bumps. So how do you look at total value locked, right? Most people looking out to in, look at something called DeFi Llama. And DeFi Llama looks how much total value locked. And total value locked, in theory, is how much the actual blockchain is being used. The, the DeFi, decentralized finance, is being used. It makes sense. It's super deceiving. Algorand has something called governance, where you actually vote, your vote, your Algorand is votes. When you vote, your Algorand does not have to leave your actual wallet. So if you're able to make 8 to 10% returns on your Algorand without staking it, without doing anything, 
and you don't leave it from your wallet. Why would you leave it from your wallet? You wouldn't. You would leave it in your wallet where it's really secure, right? 100%. No protocols. So because of that, Algorand's DeFi llama numbers are pathetic. It looks retarded and nobody wants it. Institutional investors who are investing hundreds of millions of dollars into Algorand are still getting their 8 to 10%. They for sure don't want to deal in DeFi. There's no point to, to stake because you're getting eight to 10. Algorand is now just starting to fix it where you can now take your Algorand, lock it up in a DeFi protocol. You then mint one-to-one -one Algorand. For example, Folks Finance gives you G-Algo. You then use the G-Algo the same way you would use your Algorand. So you're getting full rewards. And at the same time, you borrow against your minted Algorand. You borrow a stable coin at 70%, for example, 50%, doesn't matter. And then you use that stable coin to interact with the blockchain. This is going to be massive for Algorand in the future as it's going to really ramp up the DeFi numbers. So I think that in the next five to 10 years, Algorand is going to 50 to 100x and it's going to actually overtake Ethereum as the number two blockchain, while nothing is oh. going to overtake Bitcoin. There's Boom. a prediction for you, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, you heard it here <laughs> right. first, right? That was a great, great um, Algorand pitch. I loved it. Yeah, we're uh, sitting here so silent on this podcast. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Adam it, is just amazing, showing right? off. I love it. Yeah, Algorand's dope. Dude, it sounds it sounds fire. Like it sounds like I'm about to go cancel a couple of my buy orders and put that <laughs> shit in Algorand. The problem is for Algorand too, because it was the boring blockchain. We have some brilliant YouTubers in Algorand. Brilliant, but boring. Nobody is bringing the pizzazz. Nobody is bringing the Brooklyn vibe like this. Nobody's like, <laughs> nobody's bringing that meme culture in Algorand, but they're brilliant. The guys, and that's no shame on us. Like the Algorand community, they're, they're brilliant, really, really YouTubers. But because it's not a clickbaity meme-like yeah. culture, the people that are presenting Algorand are also not clickbaity meme culture. Right. They're kind of boring. The, I don't want to use the word boring. They're traditional. Because I, I don't want to sure. make it very clear. I'm not disrespecting them. I love them. They're great and they're brilliant. No, we understand. We understand. Yeah. yeah. But you need a little bit of meme-like, right? Like you need mm -hmm. the meme-like community. Bit of pizzazz, yeah. Yes. Well, you've got bit us of now, pizzazz. right? Well, you've got yeah. us now, Adam. We'll make it happen, I got happen, you mate. guys. We'll make Appreciate it happen. You. Just a quick one. Um, Justin, um, Celsius Network has paid off another $40 million towards its Bitcoin loan. Their liquidation price has dropped to 2700 bucks, gentlemen. Oh, <laughs> shit. So, I, I, I'm, I'm so I'm, happy I'm, for I'm you, IK. <laughs> so, is, is all your money in Celsius or Celsius token? Uh, no, no, in Celsius, not Celsius token. So I think Celsius is going to get out of this. They will uh, now. They will now. I, I, I think because they're selling down the... Okay, let me ask you that. Did you see Simon Dixon's proposals, the three proposals for restructuring? I've been following him and Plan C like a hawk. Got it, got it. Uh, what do you think about the proposals and which one would you support? I, I don't support any of them. I'll support anyone who saves it. That's what I was saying to everybody. I, I think it's all, they would have made a fortune out of it. I really couldn't care less. I just wanted to save my money, if I'm honest with you. Um, yeah. They're all three decent proposals, to be fair. They were, but again, God knows how much they would have earned out of it in the end and you know what would have happened in the end, who knows? But now at 2,722 bucks, I don't think Celsius is going to go down. And the crypto, the crypto mafia have lost. That's how I look at it. So this is one of the reasons why I believe Bitcoin is going to stay 
and it's going to go past that 20, it's going to go back up. When is it going to be an announcement that Celsius is not going under? When there's going to be, and what's happening is this, this is what I think is going to happen with the proposals. Simon Dixon, I, I didn't know who the gentleman was, to be honest. I followed his proposals and he brought up Mount Gods. He brought, he brought up BitConnect and pretty, pretty, pretty smart dude. The main thing is proposal two, where he says, we have a shit ton of crypto millionaires and billionaires that will put up the money to make sure this don't fail. Yeah. I kind of think that's what's happening right now. And people are like, listen, pay down. We're going to buy you out or we're going to offer you something. That's what I think is going to happen because this guy, Alex, people know where he lives. You know, people doxed him. That guy can't walk around. And I, I know he has an Israeli passport. And But if, even in Israel, there's a lot of people that invested. I think it's going to get out of this. Yeah. Celsius. Uh, yeah. yeah. For he, sure. He can have his passport. I mean, I've got friends in Ramat Gan in Israel now who are waiting to see him. Exactly. So, Mashinsky's having issues. You know, if he doesn't resolve this, it's, it's it, well, anyway, I think that people have gone direct to him and just paid, paid it off. Okay. Instead of bringing Simon and anybody else in, they've gone direct and said, look, here you go. It's going to happen anyway. Let's make it happen. That's what I believe is going on. Yeah. Now he has a second problem. How do you ensure that there's not going to be a bank run? And the only yeah. way to ensure that is obviously to limit the withdrawals. Um, but changing the name and rebranding, like putting he, I, I think he needs a buyer. If you one thing is getting your money out, which is the main thing, right? Getting your money out. But the second thing, the longevity of Celsius, he needs to merge with somebody else that's going to bring credibility to Celsius back. I, I don't know. I think if they if they recover here, I think they'll be the darlings of CFI. I think they'll be here forever. If they do get this done, I do believe Celsius will be here and probably in the next few bear markets and so on, or someone will come in and pay a fortune for them. If they pull this off, I think they're going to be in for a nice payday. That's my opinion. I could be wrong. Are you going to keep your funds on the central exchange? No way. This? I won't bank run them. I know many won't. I'll do it sensibly. Um, as long as my funds are safe, I know how to, I, I will behave. Um, but I will try and get my money off as quick as possible, as quick as possible. And I hope it's soon. And I hope it's, uh, it's not, uh, Bitcoin doesn't hit the bottom. That's all I'm worried about. I need to load up. I need to accumulate. What, what vehicles did you invest in? Like what was your investment? Mainly just there? interest, just a basic, just on the USDC and some Bitcoin. That was it. Just earning, just a pass passive income. That was it. What Nothing were they major. giving you? What I were they giving you? I think it was just over 4%, I think it was. So it was nothing fantastic. It was better than all the other stuff I was getting from everywhere else. And do I put the, my, my, my money into something that's going to keep dropping? That's why I put it into there. And I lost a fortune trading. We all have, right? All that's the only reason why I put it into Celsius. For me, it was the safest platform. And I thought it would be absolutely fine. And it hasn't been. What's next? I do worry which exchange, you know, is going to be the domino effect. I really do believe... Some of these big exchanges, if Bitcoin goes below 15,000, gets towards 10,000, I think people are going to be shocked at what actually happens with projects and exchanges. I think it's all going to get unraveled then. You know what's the funny thing? Michael Saylor, his original number was like 19,000 and change, if I'm not mistaken, or 20,000. That was a liquefy. He brought it down. If he would have been liquefied at 19,000, we would have been freaking screwed. 100% Smart move. 100% Adam, I think we would have all been in big trouble. Big trouble. Big trouble. Big trouble. So right now the shorts and oh, I have a question for you. Forget that's boring. I have a question for you. Okay. Uh Bitcoin no longer acts as a hedge against inflation. It doesn't. You can't argue that anymore. Not anymore. 
Yep. And Bitcoin now acts as another tech sector sub-asset. It's a tech sector sub-asset now. What, in your opinions, made that happen? Like, why did that happen? Joey, what do you reckon? <laughs> oh, it's... A- I, I think it's possibly the psychology of re, uh, re, who, who wanted to buy it in the first place, to be honest, because if if it was just all institutions had come in for it, I think it could have just gone one way and just been, you know, that kind of solid, like, okay, why, why, are, we, why are we buying this? We're just, we're just, you know, it's that transfer of wealth, that transfer into just purely digital gold. But I think there's a lot of that, um, you know, retail involvement of kind of like, see it as more of a kind of, you know, it's like a, it's, they, they treat it more like a tech stock, more like a speculative play that they want to see go up and down. That's just my personal opinion. But uh, have, you, have you got any thoughts on it, Mike? I, I think it's still treated as a, I guess, like a, almost like a NASDAQ stock, right? Like it's, it's treated as technology. It's not, obviously, we're noticing that it's no hedge against inflation. Uh, I, I think, I mean, it's following... It's it's too institutional bought right now. It's it's controlled way too heavy. Adam, you're laughing. What why do what do you I'm not you... I'm not laughing. I like I like to <laughs> I, I, I genuinely like to hear people's opinion on it. I'm not laughing yeah. like like oh I don't agree with you. I'm just Oh no no I, no, no. Yeah, it's good. I no, love, you're good. I love to listen to people. Sure. Yeah. Imran, what's your what where where, where I'll are tell you? you what, I've got a question. I'll tell you what, I've got a question for Adam, right? What advice would you give to someone? To anyone entering the space now in the crypto space, what would what advice would you give someone right now? As of today, like as of they, now, imagine yeah, if I'm right a newbie, now. I, I'm, I'm I just started. Podcast. I just deposited my first amount of money, ready to go. All right. First of all, I would not give advice because I'm not a financial, not financial advisor. advice. What but would if you it do? was me, yeah, great yeah. question. So if it was me personally, not telling anybody to do anything, and I was just getting into cryptocurrency or any other investments, but let's do crypto. The first thing I would do is to make sure that I have three to six months of reserve funds. If I don't have three to six months without, if I don't make another dollar, I have to be able to live three to six months. Uh, and if I don't, I don't invest. And the question is, well, how do you start investing? You work your fucking ass off and go collect some cans and go do some side hustles. That's first of all. But if I was getting into crypto right now, I would probably just invest in Bitcoin uh, because that's the safest bet. Bitcoin will never give you the most returns, but Bitcoin will probably give you the most steady returns. And I would do as much research as possible. For some reason, people don't do research. It's, It's so easy to do research. Right now, if you have several hours and Google, YouTube, you're going to know more than a professor in university. This is for anything. You could literally become a mechanic from YouTube. People do it all the time. So there you go. So that's, uh, that's what I would suggest to people. Have the money to back yourself up, do Bitcoin, and never invest more than you can afford to lose. What about good, you guys? That's a good point. I, I mean, you literally just, I agree. We all agree with you. We've, we've said the same thing time and again. Just never, never afford Never invest more than you can afford to lose. Uh, you know, just be smart, do your own research. I mean, it's not hard to get on YouTube, just type in crypto and a billion videos show up. Now, there's bad actors in the space that maybe you shouldn't listen to, but you could learn the general, general underlying what crypto is before you put your money into it. I made the mistake of not doing any of that and I lost my ass off for the first three months. 
right? I got we just paid that entry ticket, right? Yeah, yeah just to tell Adam, ticket. I got involved. Guilty, I got, guilty. I got involved because of Shiba Inu, right? Heard a, <laughs> heard, a, heard a conversation my girlfriend was having with her brother. She was like, I don't have a thousand dollars. I said, Hey, I got a thousand bucks. What am I putting this into? They're like some coin. It's going to go to a dollar. You're going to make a million bucks. Cool. Here's a thousand bucks. Put it in. No. That didn't happen, right? For, so. for me, for me, my advice for like, and uh, if anyone was starting as well, if if I could go back to when I started, what what I appreciate more now is 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 laddering in. Like I I, I wish that I'd I'd appreciated that more when I started because I always we always say you're never gonna buy the exact bottom and sell a top, right? You know, obviously you want to kind of do well in there, but you're never gonna get those exact bottoms, exact tops. And you know, with laddering, instead of just going so much money, I, I put way too much percentage that I had that I'd earned. Again, I never thought I never invested more than I could afford to lose, but of that amount that I did invest, I just put too much of it in at one price. And it took me a while to realize, hang on a minute, just 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 go in steady, yeah. go in steady chunks, like see where the price, see where the trend's going, you know. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point. 100%. It's a good point. Um, final thoughts, gentlemen. Adam, well, I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask Adam. Yes, final thoughts. But I wanted to say, just give yourself a shout out as far as your YouTube. What yeah. our viewers can kind of, you know, what they can expect from your YouTube in 30, 30 second pitch. Go. As I'm just a guy from the street that had a mother that had two kids, raised a single. I never had two cents to rub together. I wore pants that had holes in them because we couldn't really afford brand new windbreakers. I worked my ass off to do it by myself, all by myself. And now I take care of my mother lovely. She don't pay no rent whatsoever. If I could do it, I'm showing you guys how I personally do it. Do your own research. And if you don't like shit about your life, Get the fuck up and change your life because ain't nobody going to change it for you. And if you complain, nobody gives a fuck about your complaining because it, only your family cares if something's bad in your life. I love it. Oh, yeah. I, I, I love that. it. I love it. <laughs> I love Beautifully it. <laughs> said. I don't think I could have said it any better than that. I love but, it. Uh, man, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, really appreciate it. I know our viewers are going to be excited. Hey, man, you know, the more and more, more of these that we do, we'd love to probably have you back, man. It's just, it's been great. Oh. I mean, I would love to come back. We'll run it back. We'll run it back. That's for sure. We'll do another one because this was good. Yeah, we'd love to get into to, to some more, you know, chats about stuff. But it was good for our viewers to kind of learn a little bit about who you are. And, you know, we'll, you'll, the, the viewers will definitely be seeing you around. That's for sure. So we really yeah, appreciate you, you coming thanks, on. Adam. I, thank you. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Have a great day, gentlemen. Yeah, thanks, brother. Celsius to the moon. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Top man. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Take care, Let's everyone. Take care. Nice Bye. one. Bye-bye.